Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned and unmerited favour, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. So today we want to conclude with contending for growth. For those who are joining us online, please do feel free to use the chat section as a way of interacting, as a way of saying your amen, uh, and as a way of uh, coming into agreement with what we'll be sharing from this end in Jesus' precious and uh, mighty name. So I want us to focus today on three uh, texts, three passages of the scripture this morning, which we find in the book of Luke. So today we are in the book of Luke, Luke chapter number one, verse number 80. Luke chapter number one, verse number 80. Luke chapter number one, verse number 80. This is the conclusion uh, of um, the song of a man called Zechariah after God had uh, visited him while he was serving in the temple and God promised him that he was going to uh, have a son uh, in his old age after he had prayed uh, for a while. And, uh, you know, after the miracle had happened and we see this man is now bursting in praise. And uh, Luke, as he concludes to write on that passage of the text, then Luke goes on to conclude and he says in verse number 80, 80, and he says, and the child, that's referring to John the Baptist, that's referring to John the Baptist, and he says, and the child grew and became strong in spirit. And the child grew. Somebody say grew. So I want you to pick that word, grew, which talks of growth. So, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. I also want us to jump to Luke chapter number 2, the following chapter. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 40. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 40. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 40. The, the context of Luke chapter number 2, it is the birth of Jesus Christ. The context of Luke chapter number 2 is the birth of Jesus the Christ. A time when he went, uh, when he was 12 years old, and he went to Jerusalem for a feast together with his parents. On, on their way back home, the Bible says the parents could not find Jesus. And they had to go back to Jerusalem to look for Jesus. Amen and amen. So when you come to verse number 40 of chapter number 2, the scripture then says, and the child, now this is referring to Jesus, and the scripture now says, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Right, can you take note of that? And the child grew, and he became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now let's conclude with verse number 52. Let's conclude with verse number 52. Same chapter, Luke chapter number 2, verse number 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom. Thank you so much. And Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. Right? Can I read that again? Because that's, that's going to be the key text for today. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature 
and in favor with God and also in favor with man. So there are four areas of growth that Luke is highlighting to us. Number one, Jesus grew in wisdom. Number two, Jesus grew in stature. Number three, Jesus grew in favor with God. And number four, Jesus grew in favor with man. Now, when we do just a comparison of John and Jesus, that's Luke chapter number one, verse number 80, where we read, and the scripture was saying that, and the child, referring to John, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, referring to John. And now when you come to chapter number two, verse number 52, it's now talking of Jesus and he's saying, and Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. Now, the English is limited in terms of words, right? The English is very limited in terms of words. But when you look into the original text, which is the Greek text, right? When you look into the original text, which is the Greek text, the grew that is spoken of in reference to John is different to the one that is being referenced to Jesus Christ. Am I talking to the church this morning? So in other words, there are two kinds of growth that are being referred to. So there are two kinds of growth that we see there. When the scripture was talking of John the Baptist, that's a different kind of growth. But when we talk of Jesus, that's another type of growth. Now, this morning, I, I want to more of break everything down and bring you a little bit into the class of Greek. Is that okay? A little bit into the class of Greek so that when you go home today, you are a little bit of a Greek student. <laughs> Glory be to God. It's just for the purpose of learning. Why am I doing that? Is because the New Testament was written in the Greek language mainly. And the Old Testament was written mainly in Hebrew and also Aramaic. Right. So sometimes when you look into English, English is a little bit limited. It can use one word, but whereas in Greek there are different versions, the different dimensions of that word. Am I talking to somebody in the house? I always give the example of love. English has only got one word for love. But when you go into Hebrew, they've got different classes of love. The love between a husband and a wife is different to the love between a brother and a sister, a brother and a brother. Are we together? Yeah. And there's also a difference uh, when you talk about the love of a parent and a child. They've got different names. But when you come to English, English just says love. So it's the same thing with growing, growth. Growth has different shades to it when you go into Greek. So the first kind of growth, and I'm going to use the Greek pronunciation, right? I'm going to use the Greek pronunciation and I'll give you the spelling. So the first kind of growth that is spoken in reference to John the Baptist, when the Bible says, and John grew strong in the spirit, that word grew or to grow there, it is the word afksano. 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 Now, the spelling of it is A-U-X-A-N-O. A-U-X-A-N-O. 
a and o but when you pronounce it in greek it's afksano right now that growth is the most common one uh majority of us tend to talk about by that one it carries an idea of increasing it carries an idea of enlarging that which already exists am i talking to somebody in the house right it's talking of increasing it's talking of enlarging that which lives already so when we talk of uh, this kind of growth that is called afksano we are talking of uh, an increase that is caused by factors outside oneself so when a child is born when you take their growth when you take their growth it is a result of factors outside that child am i talking to somebody this morning so when they get to one year old it's natural because of god the god factor right so the child is growing as a result of factors outside that particular child in other words there is an element of life placed there by god himself therefore there is a growth that we can see that we can talk about so this kind of growth is more on the natural side do i have a witness in the house it's more on the natural side so when the bible says and the child grew referring to john and the child grew strong in the spirit that is afksano it's more on the natural side john was increasing as a result of factors outside himself that is the first kind of growth the second kind of growth that is in reference to jesus especially when you come to chapter number 2 verse number 52 Luke chapter number 2 verse number 52 where the bible says and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man that word grew there it is not afksano that word there it is the word prokopto oh it's gonna be exciting today that one it is the greek word prokopto just just use your shona direct translation pro ko pto p t o p r o k o p t o prokopto yeah so we've got the first kind of growth which is afksano somebody say afksano <laughs> lord have mercy in this house Then the other growth is prokopto that one is easy isn't it? somebody say prokopto so prokopto is not like afksano prokopto it's there are two words there that have been put together the prefix is pro and then we have got kopto pro it means before or forward then kopto it means cut to cut off or to cut down so when we say prokopto it literally means to cut forward when we say prokopto it literally means to what to cut forward the picture image associated with prokopto it is that of an army 
that is trying to venture into a new territory, into the territory of the enemy. So instead of using the normal route where the enemy can easily pick the strategy, what the army will do, they will send pioneers through the forest. And these pioneers, they've got different instruments in their hands, like, uh, uh, you know, the cutting instruments. And they're cutting the wood. They're cutting, you know, the brushwood, right? So that they're creating what? They're creating a way so that the rest of the army, when they follow, there is a path that has already been created. So the idea of Procopto, it is that of cutting forward, is cutting your way. You are removing stuff, you are removing trees, you are removing obstacles, you are removing things that can hinder. You are creating a path as a result of what? Of cutting down, as a result of cutting one's way forward. Is that clear to everybody in the house? So, Procopto literally means to cut forward. It means cutting one's way forward, not backwards. It's cutting one's way forward. And I want you to keep that idea. So, the idea of Procopto it is that of advancement and progress. The idea of Procopto it is that of what? Of advancement and progress. So, where the... Let me just go back to my first word. Where the Afxano is more on the natural side, Procopto is not on the natural side. Procopto is more intentional. Ooh, I'm going to be excited today. Afxano is more on the natural side because of factors outside oneself. But when we take of Procopto, Procopto, one has got to be intentional. There is a demand of one having conscious effort. Do I have witness in the house this morning? And I really want this to sink very well because when we come now to Luke chapter number 2 verse number 52 where the Bible is now saying and Jesus grew in wisdom that wasn't natural growth. When the scripture says and Jesus grew in stature it wasn't a natural way you don't need to do anything. When the scripture says, and Jesus grew in the favor with man and also in favor with God, that growing, that kind of growth, it is intentional. Somebody say it is intentional. Now, if it's intentional, it simply means he was growing on purpose. Jesus was growing on purpose. When you do a little bit of grammar, around that particular word grow, which is procopto, we can simply say, Jesus kept cutting his way forward. Jesus kept cutting what? His way forward in spite of obstacles, in spite of dangers, and also in spite of distractions. He kept cutting his way forward. He kept cutting his way forward. He kept removing obstacles that are standing in the way of wisdom. 
he kept removing distractions in the way of him obtaining favor with God and also favor with man. And the good thing is he also kept cutting forward as far as his physical stature was concerned. Somebody say he kept advancing. And it was on purpose. So he is doing something intentionally. And I'm sure you know that word here is pastor's favorite word. You have to do something what? Intentional. So now when we come now to the theme of today's message, where we are talking of contending for growth, the growth that we are contending for, it is not the natural growth. We need to rise up and contend for the procoptal. The growth or the advancement, the progress that is intentional. That means you've got to put effort into that kind of growth. That means you and I cannot fold our hands and not do something and not do something about growth. That's procoptal. I'm going to rise up and be intentional as far as my growth is concerned. Somebody say procoptal. I'm going to be repeating that so that when you go home, you are repeating procoptal. And to parents, I always like to make sure that, please, if you're planning to have another child, don't call your child procoptal. <laughs> so when we come now to Luke chapter number 2, verse number 52, I want us now to look at then how do you contend for growth? How do you contend for growth? Now that word we're going to be using it interchangeably with the word advancement or a progress. Right. That, because that's, that's, the, that's the idea behind the word growth there. That's the idea behind the word procoptor. It is the idea of advancement and or a progress. So how then do you contend for this kind of growth? How do you contend for progress? Number one, it is important to identify gaps in your growth. If you are going to contend for progress in your life, if you are going to contend for advancement in your life, it is important to identify what I'm calling gaps in your growth or growth gaps. Very important. So number one, we're saying identify gaps in your growth. Why is this important? It's because one cannot grow in an area he or she is not seeing a need for growth. You are never going to grow in an area that you are not seeing the need for growth. Hence the need to identify a gap in your growth. That is very, very important. So in order for you to do this, you need to have a holistic approach to growth so that you are not just focusing on one area at the expense of other areas that you need to be growing in your life as well. So having a holistic, a bigger picture as far as growth is concerned, becomes very important. 
Now, using the perfect example of Jesus Christ himself, who is our perfect example, there are four areas of growth that you need to check, check yourself to identify if there are no gaps in your growth. So the first area or the first gap that you need to keep an eye on, it is the intellectual gap. Somebody say intellectual gap. Intellectual gap. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom. And this is where we are saying, you need to make sure that if there is an intellectual gap in your life, you close that gap. Jesus grew in wisdom. That means he had reached a level where he knew how to gather information, process information, and apply information in his life. That's the essence of wisdom. It is the right application of knowledge. But knowledge is fueled by what? By information. So he had reached a stage where he knew how to get the right information, process information, and apply information in life. These are things that he was doing, not naturally, but as Jesus was growing, he was doing these things intentionally. He was closing the intellectual gap in his life. So that means his thinking capacity was progressing again and again. His ability to reason was increasing again and again. There was progress in his thought patterns. And I'm saying to you, child of God, it's a high time we rise up and we contend for this kind of growth where you grow in wisdom. You are increasing in your thinking capacity as a believer. I always say to people, every time you're going to church, don't leave your brains at home. When you go to a conference, don't leave your brains at home. I've seen so many believers being asked to do things that you, you, you know, upon reflection, you think, where was your, what happened to your brain here? Have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever witnessed such a situation? You look at people, you know, you, you wonder, how can you allow yourselves to be treated this way in a church environment? And some of the people, they are so educated, very high-profile jobs in the community. But when they get into church, it's like God did not give them the blessing of thinking. Brothers and sisters, remember, it is God who created you. It is God who gave you the ability to think and to reason. It's godly. Thinking is godly. Especially when you come to church. Engage your mind. Engage what? Engage your minds. It's very, very important. I'll come back to that one. The second gap to close is the physical gap. The stature. Jesus grew in what? In stature. When you look at Jesus, when you track his life, when he started his ministry, you can tell that this man prepared before. Because he had the ability to travel miles and miles and miles on foot. That takes someone who is physically well. Why? Because he was looking after himself. 
if I wasn't going to offend some people in the church, I was, I was going to say, look after yourself. So I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I haven't said it, isn't it? Jesus was taking care of himself. Am I talking to somebody in the house? So he was closing the physical gap, the fitness, the wellness. He was intentional about how he looked. All right, let me move on to the next one. The third gap is the spiritual gap. It is the spiritual what? Gap. The Bible says, and Jesus grew in favor with God. We see a spiritual gap there that needs to be closed by you and I. Spiritual God. In other words, Jesus made sure that he was progressing as far as his relationship with God was concerned. He was progressing. He was advancing. He didn't allow it to become natural, but he made sure that it was intentional growth. And the last, the last gap is the social gap. Is the social gap. Jesus grew also in favor with man. In favor with man. So in other words, Jesus was very good when it comes to relationships. His relationship with God, spiritual growth, and also his relationship with other men, other people, that is the social gap. So when it comes to contending for growth, when it comes to contending for progress, I'm saying number one, you need to identify a, a gap in your growth. For some of you, perhaps, your, your, the gap that is obvious in your life, it is the spiritual gap. Yeah. And you need to do something about it. For other people, you are not going to grow as long as you are not closing the intellectual grow gap. As long as you are not closing the intellectual gap where you are developing your mind, you are training your mind to think. You are training your mind to process things. Why? Because as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you don't change your mind, if your mind is not being renewed, you are not going to be transformed for the better. Do I have a witness in the house this morning? So it is important that if we are going to contend for growth, number one, you must identify a gap in your growth. Identify a gap in your growth. Number two, what you need to do if you're going to contend for growth. So after identifying a gap, number two, have a growth plan. Have what? Have a growth plan. And I want to make it very easy for you in terms of applying. If you're going to have a growth plan, have a growth plan to do with one of the gaps that you've identified. Do you have a gap in your intellectual? Is it an intellectual gap? If you have that gap, then you need to have a growth plan in that area. And I can almost assure you that uh, there are a number of people who need to have a growth plan for all the four. Somebody say, ouch. The importance of today's teaching, it is not to make you feel guilty. 
but it is to cause you or to help you to rise up and say, I want to contend. I want to fight for my progress in life. I'm tired of stagnation. I'm tired of being in the very same place. I want to move forward. I want to advance. But then how do you advance as a child of God? You need to have a growth plan. Remember, Jesus grew intentionally. He didn't grow by accident. Can I talk to the church of God this morning? Can I be real with Pentecostals in this place? You need to have a growth plan. If you are going to grow spiritually, there is a greater need for you and I to have what I'm calling a growth plan. Let me just bring it home. We send our kids to school. Right. One of the major reasons why we send our kids to school and not teach them to home, it is because you and I, we know ourselves, we don't have growth plans. We send them to school because every school has what? A progress plan or a growth plan. That is why when it's parents' evening, when you go for the parents' evening, you're sitting down and they're what? They are telling you the progress of your child against the progress plan that they have. It's against the progress plan which they do have. So they're able to tell that, no, your child is lagging behind. They are not talking it out of the blues. They are comparing to the plan that is there that by now this child must be doing ABCD, XYZ. But because they are not doing it, they are lagging behind because there is a plan. Brothers and sisters, it is counterproductive for you to pray as a believer and not have a growth plan. I'll repeat it. It is counterproductive for you as a child of God to wish for growth and not have a growth plan. How are you going to measure if you are making progress in your life? All right, let me bring it home here. Just assume that this is proper school, your, your Christian journey. And, uh, and today, pastor is bringing you to the parents' evening. How is your spiritual progress report going to look like? You don't have to say it loud, but I want you to answer yourself, how is it going to be looking like? And I can almost guarantee you that for the majority of us, the report is going to sound like Hebrews 5, verse number 12. Let's go. Majority of the people, the report is going to sound like what? Not sound like, but it's going to be Hebrews 5, verse number 12. The New Living Translation, it says, You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. He's saying, if I'm to calculate the number of years you have been a Christian that you boast about, and I'm comparing that to the progress you're supposed to be having, which is by now you're supposed to be teaching others. By now, Pastor Danny should be very comfortable to go for a three weeks leave and leave you running the church. By now. If we are going to measure how long you have been a believer, 
Leaders should be very comfortable to leave the work in your hands. Pastor, how can you preach such a message? In December. I'm here to challenge you as a child of God. If there is going to be a spiritual progress report for you as an individual, how is it going to look like? Paul is saying, or the writer of Hebrews is saying, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. You're supposed to be telling others, this is how we live. You're supposed to be teaching others, this is how we talk. You're supposed to be teaching others, this is how we behave on a Monday. You are supposed to be teaching others in your family know that, ah, this is how we manage anger. By now, you should be, you're supposed to be a teacher. But the Bible is saying, no, that's not the case. Instead, you need someone to take you back to grade one and teach you the fundamentals, the principles. The basic things of your Christian faith. So I'm saying to you, child of God, if you are going to contend for your growth, number one, identify gaps in your growth. And number two, have a growth plan. How am I going to grow? How am I going to progress? How am I going to progress or advance intellectually? What am I going to be doing to develop my thinking capacity? What am I going to be doing for me to improve in the way that I respond to others. You must have a growth plan. For example, if when it comes about spirituality, you, you cannot grow if you don't have a plan, right? So your plan should include prayer. So you are able to measure yourself against what? The plan that if I'm not praying, that automatically you know that you're not progressing. You don't need a prophet to tell you that you're not growing. You've got a plan in place that is showing that if you are not praying, you are not what? I'm not growing. If I'm not reading my Bible, the word of God, therefore, I am not growing. It's as simple as that. We are not going to complicate it. It's part of what? It's part of my growth plan. It's part of my growth plan. So it's very important that you develop what? A growth plan. Growth plan, you're simply answering the question, what do I need to do to grow? That's, that's, that's the simple answer that you are, you are responding to. What do I need to do in order for me to what? To grow, in order for me to progress, in order for me to advance. That's procopto. You've got to be intentional. Those who are growing spiritually, they can agree with me in here. You don't just suddenly find yourself praying. If, if you are like that, then may God bless you. You are you're special. You just suddenly find yourself waking up early to pray. You suddenly find yourself fasting. Ah, God bless you. But the majority that I know, you've got to be intentional about it. You've got to put effort into that for that to happen, for you to progress. That's being what? That is being intentional and that is very very important remember we said afxano you are growing naturally but when it comes to procopto you are growing intentionally you've got to be putting effort jesus grew in wisdom jesus grew in stature jesus grew in favor with man and also in favor with god 
So if you're growing, for example, if you're growing intellectually, let's just look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse number 11. 1 Corinthians uh, 13, verse number 11. You're growing intellectually, growing in wisdom. This is how it would look like. Paul writes and he says, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grow up, I put away childish things. That's the picture of growth. It's a picture of progress. Because you, 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 you cannot be thinking, talking, and reasoning the very same way that you were doing when you were still a child. If that be the case, that means there is absolutely no progress. Progress is evidenced by change. If you are not changing in the way that you talk, ah, let me just sit down there a little bit there. Settle there a little bit. If you are not changing in the way that you talk when you are at home, you are not progressing, you are not growing. There is no procopter. If you are not growing in the way that you think, then you are not progressing. There is a gap there. If you are not growing, I, I like the Bible, which says, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, what? If you're not growing in, the, in your speech, in the vocabulary that you use when you're angry. Ah, you got to better say amen before I got too deep into it. Amen. So that I can say it comfortably. If you are not growing in the words that come out of your mouth when you've been pushed to the corner, if you are not growing or developing, that means there is no progress that is happening there. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. You know, there's a certain kind of language which when you grow up, you put away. When I was a child, I spoke, I thought and I reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, but when I grew up, I put childish things away. So one of the marks of growth is your ability to put things away. Do I have a witness in the house? You, you know you are growing when you are able to put certain things away. You, you put certain words away. You put certain vocabularies away. You put a certain type of bursting and anger, you put it away. Remember last time I once said, you know what, there are some people that are not even growing in their anger management. Every time they get so angry, it's like you need to bring the inhaler for them to cool them down. You're not growing. You're almost suffocating with anger. You're becoming breathless. You can't even release words in, in their proper order because of the degree and the depth of anger that is in you. No, grow up. Amen. I'm saying grow up. You cannot be known that uh, <laughs> you can't start that one. People should come and testify that ooh, back in the days. 
He or she would have responded and put you in your right place. But thank God this person is growing. That's progress. That's procopto. If you are a child of God, you must be advancing, progressing in every area of your life. You must be progressing in your speech. You must be progressing in your thinking. You must be progressing in your response to others. Even when they have pushed you and they've really pushed you and they've really pushed you, someone who's growing, you know, it, it shows by your response. And you start to sing and say, the sins I used to do, I do them no more. The response I used to do, I do it no more. Why? Because I'm growing. I'm progressing intentionally. Why? Because I'm now able to put certain things away. That's a mark of growth. It has nothing to do with age. Can I repeat that? It has nothing to do with age. It's all about you being intentional. How progressive are you intellectually? How progressive are you spiritually? You were not praying 10 years ago and today you're still not praying. You were not reading your Bible 20 years ago and you're still not reading your Bible today. And, you, and we boast that, you know what, uh, 20 years in Christianity. Grow up. Thank you. Grow up. Intentionally, you've got to put effort into it. You've got to put effort because it's not going to happen naturally. What happens naturally is your birthday. That one is natural. Whether you want to celebrate or not, you will still get to the other year. As long as you are still what? Breathing. But when it comes to progressing intellectually, so that your thinking is matching the number of years, that one, you need to be intentional. You need to put what? You need to put effort into it. I will not touch on the other ones, but please just go and work on them. It's the same concept. Physical growth. <laughs> Physical growth and social growth as well. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So number one, we said if you're going to contend for growth, number one, identify gaps in what? In your growth. And number two, have a growth plan. Have a growth plan. If you don't know how to put one, ask for help. How do I put a growth plan in the area of my thinking? How do I put a growth plan in the area of relationships with other people? You know, there are some people, they think that people hate them so much. Because every time you try to connect with other people, it's like the relationship doesn't go far. Some, an accident just happens and, and the accidents are just happening on you. Everywhere you go, it's just you. Perhaps there's a gap in your social growth. Pull back and ask yourself, why is this pattern repeating again and again in my life? Perhaps I'm saying something or perhaps I'm doing something that annoys other people and pushes people away from me. So instead of you looking at other, everyone and thinking people are something wrong with people, are, no, there could be something wrong with you. That you need to work on intentionally Put things in order, put things in place and begin to see change and begin to see progress. And the moment you start to progress, you know, the same people will come and start to tell you that I used to annoy me. 
I, I could not handle you. Why? Because now they are comfortable because you have worked on what? You have worked on your areas. But for you as Pentecostals, I want you to understand this and get it right. It is counterproductive for you to wish and to pray for growth if you don't have a growth plan. What are you doing for you to grow yourself? Number three, which is the last one, contending for growth. Be disciplined. Be disciplined. Or in other words, stay the course. Stay the course. That's being disciplined. It's very, very, very important. Be disciplined like a soldier. I like the picture image that Timothy always gives. Second Timothy chapter number 2, verse number 4 to 5. Second Timothy 2, verse number 4 to 5. It says, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs. There are certain things that you should not be entangled in as a child of God. Can I repeat that? Say no to entanglements. Say no to entanglements. There are certain things that you should not be involved in or be found in. There are certain things that your name should never be found in. If you are going to be disciplined. But rather tries to please his commanding officer. Why? Because they are disciplined. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. You've got to be disciplined to obey the rules. You've got to be disciplined to keep the plan in place and implement it. That is staying the course. That is being disciplined. That is continuing to do something until it is finished or until you see the change. That is being disciplined. You do something again and again until you see progress in your life. So you don't pray today and say, ah, prayer doesn't work. You pray until you begin to see the results of what? Of prayer. That's being disciplined. Come rain, come thunder. I'll stick to the plan. That's being disciplined. And I can assure you today that one of the major reasons why a lot of believers don't progress, we are indisciplined. If we are to look at our spiritual habits, good spiritual habits, a lot of believers are very indisciplined. There is no consistency in their prayer life. There is no consistency in the study of the word of God. There is no consistency even in fellowship. Pastor, are you going to be a pastor next year? Yes, I will. And I will come with even deeper things. Because I want you to grow. I want you to progress. I want you to advance in your Christian faith. Be disciplined. Stay the cross. Indiscipline is one of the major enemies of progress. That's why when all our children that are in here, if you're not progressing to school, we can almost come down and pick you up in this area of discipline. Because if you're not disciplined in your study, in doing your homework, the progress report is going to tell us. Can I repeat that? 
If you are indisciplined in your study, in your homework, in your schoolwork, including adults that are at uni, if you are indisciplined, the progress report is going to what? Is going to reflect it. There are times where you, do, you need to be like Peter, Paul. In 1 Corinthians 9.27, he says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. 1 Corinthians 9.27, I discipline my body like an athlete, training to do what it should do. You should train your mind how you should think. You should train even your legs where to go. I'll repeat it. I, yes, I believe you, should, you must train your legs. There are certain places that you should not go if you are disciplined. Listen to the language of somebody who has mastered dis, uh, discipline. He says, it's Paul, in, in 2 Timothy 4, 7, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith and I have finished the rest. You don't finish the race and you don't keep faith right up to the end if you are indisciplined. You throw it along the way. You throw everything along the way. But I'm saying to each other of God, if we are going to contend for growth, it's important that you stay the course. It's important that you be disciplined. Do what you're supposed to do. You know, some of the things we have to do them, not because they're exciting, those who have mastered the art of prayer, they will tell you that prayer is not exciting. It's labor. And many times you have to do it even when you feel like you don't want to what? To do it. When I grew up and we're being taught to pray and to have discipline in prayer, they used to say to us, even when you feel like you don't want to pray, just sit down there and say, God, I don't feel like praying. That's prayer. Because you're talking to, talking to him. After that, just wait for him to talk to you. You've completed your prayer. Instead of you going up and, and, and spend four hours watching a, a, a Nigerian movie, to tell him, God, uh, tell him, God, uh, I, I don't feel like praying today. I don't know what is happening, but you are good. Yesterday, I had so much energy to pray, but today I don't know what's going on, but please help me. You are already in prayer. Yeah? So you've got to be able to overcome obstacles. You've got to be, over, to be able to overcome and to change certain habits. It's not going to come naturally. It has to be intentional. There are some people who've got an anointing of sleeping. It only comes when they touch their Bible. It only comes when they what? They touch their Bible. The moment they open a passage of scripture, they read one, two, three lines. They are fast asleep. Bring back that Nigerian movie, they are full awake. Wide awake, alive. It's important that you become disciplined. You've got to beat your body. You've got to tell yourself, I have to do this. The same discipline that you use when you are supposed to submit your paper tomorrow. Anybody who has submitted a dissertation? Anybody who has written an exam the following day, the discipline that you give yourself the few days where you are now able to know what is important and what is not important. When your friends come in and say, let's go for a movie, you tell them, I've got something more important to do. 
I'm saying that kind of discipline, make it a daily habit. Don't just use it when you are under pressure. Make it your daily routine. Why? Because you are disciplined. They're asking you to go somewhere, but you know I'm supposed to be praying. You tell them, I'm very much engaged. Tell them, just, just, you know, if you want to appear professional, just say to them, just one second, let me check my calendar. Just peruse it, peruse it and say, I know I'm booked. I'm booked. Where are you booked? I'm booked in prayer. Sometimes you don't have to tell them, I'm booked in prayer. It's my time to study the word of God. It's my time to listen to the word of God. That is being disciplined. Young people, don't just jump into every bus. Because the engine is running. And people say, jump, let's go. You don't even know where the bus is going. It's just one phone call. What are you doing? I'm doing nothing. Can we go there? And you've changed. You're already gone. Just like that, be disciplined. Be disciplined as an individual. So I'm simply saying to a child of God, if you are going to contend for growth, these are the three things that you and I need to do. Identify a gap in your growth. Do you have a gap intellectually? Do you have a gap uh, uh, socially? Do you have a gap spiritually? Is there a gap in your physical stature? And then develop a plan. How am I going to grow in this area? Because no one grows by accident. You don't grow by chance. You don't grow by luck. It has to be intentional. Come in and put effort into it. Put effort. Put your minds into it. Put your time into your growth. Put your resources towards your growth. Otherwise, you are not going to progress. By now, you should be teaching others. By now, you should be teaching others. But you actually need somebody else to come back and start again the basic things. And pastor, this morning, is simply saying, please grow up. For the sake of your growth, for the sake of your progress, please don't be friends with laziness. Said, for the sake of your growth, please don't be friends with what? With laziness. Don't be friends with complacency. Let me just just share with you that a little bit. Complacency. Complacent, a, 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 a complacent individual is someone who is very pleased with himself or herself and feels that he or she does not need to do anything about a situation. So you identify that you, you, you need to grow spiritually, but a complacent person, they feel comfortable in their lack of growth. And they are happy. Have you ever seen people like that in life? There is a need for them to change, but it's like they're happy. They find comfort <laughs> in underdevelopment. You wonder what's going on here. You're supposed to be concerned. Let me conclude this one, otherwise I will not have so many friends after church. If you don't have a prayer plan where you are praying continually, you must be concerned. If you are not concerned, that's complacence. 
If you're not reading your Bible regularly, you must be concerned. Honestly, you cannot, you cannot find pleasure and comfort in not reading the Bible. Where when you take yourself back and you think, when was the last time that I read my Bible outside the pastor saying, let's open to Hebrews 4.12. Outside that, when was the last time that I just sat down and interacted with the word at a personal level without anyone asking me to, without even a problem forcing you to? Because many people pray because of problems. They, 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 are, they are brought into the prayer room by problems. And when the problem is gone, ah, <laughs> the Bible, it says goodbye as well. It's like the Bible came with the problem and the problem when it went, it went with the Bible. <laughs> no, stay with your Bible. It's your Bible. Stay with your Bible. Read the Bible. Read the word of God. Engage the scriptures in everything that you do. And I'm here to say to the child of God, contend for growth. Contend for what? Contend for prokopto. Contend for progress in your life. Refuse just to grow naturally. Grow intentionally. You don't just suddenly find yourself progressing. And, and, and people are asking you, so how did you progress? I don't know. I ju it just happened. No, it doesn't happen that way. No, it, it doesn't happen that way. No. You just wake up in the morning and suddenly you are so spiritual. You, are not, you, are, you, are, you can now hear the voice of God and now you can flow in the gifts of the Spirit. No, it doesn't happen that way. No, it doesn't. It can't. Yeah. It's exactly one minus two. It can't. It can't. Don't tell me it's minus one. No, it can't. You don't progress by accident. You don't progress by luck. You don't progress by chance. It has to be intentional. It has to be intentional. What are you going to do for you to grow? Which areas do you need to grow in your life? As your pastor can almost tell you this one, every one of us needs to continue to progress as far as our spirituality is concerned. And as a pastor, who knows that you are not in church all the time. I'm so keen to see you grow intellectually. Yeah. You become like, like, like Stephen when he was being stoned. The Bible talks about him sitting down and arguing and presenting his case against people who were, were opposing him. And the Bible says none of them could reason like Stephen. None of them could match the wisdom of Stephen. None of them could do that. Why? Because he was progressing intellectually. Read books if you want to train your mind to grow. Last week I said, please, go another day to say, ah, me, me, I'm not into books. Uh-uh, grow, read books. Starting with the Bible, read. Listen to good stuff, good information that will, that will challenge your thinking, that will challenge your approach to life, that will challenge your reasoning, that will challenge the decision-making processes that you make. You can't be making the same mistake again and again. You can't be saying sorry all the time. Every time you are the one who says sorry. Something happens at home, you are the one who says sorry. Two weeks down the line, sorry. That's an indicator that you need to grow intellectually. Improve your decision makings so that you stop saying sorry all the time. 
Because it gets to a point where your soul is no longer making any sense. Yeah, it, it gets to a place where your soul doesn't carry any more weight. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. Glory be to God. My apology if I didn't sound Pentecostal today. Please pray for your pastor and really pray for your pastor if he didn't sound spiritual today. But after you've made that prayer, grow up. <laughs> after you've made that prayer, I want you to, to contend for your growth. And tell yourself, I want to grow spiritually. I want to grow intellectually. And tell yourself, I want to grow in favor with God. I want to grow also in favor with man. I want to grow physically. I want to do something about it. Where you don't just exercise because we're in lockdown. You exercise by default. No, we need to exercise intentionally. Why? Because I want to progress in every area of my life. And I want you to make a prayer for yourself. If you are contending for growth, I want you to raise your voice. It's not about somebody who's sitting next to you or standing next to you, but it's just for yourself. And say, God, I want to grow. I want to progress. And the first prayer that I want you to make and say, God, help me, enlighten. Show me the areas that I need to grow. Reveal those areas that I need to grow. And number two, say, Father, help me to have a growth plan in my life. Don't wait for next week. Don't wait even for tomorrow. Today, if you're not, if, if your schedule permits you, just have at least 10, 15 minutes where you sit down and say, which areas do I need to grow? Just write them down. It's a good starting place. What growth plan do I need to put in place here? What do I need to do? Which book can I start to read to challenge my mind? If you don't know, ask. I'm sure by now everyone has got pastor's phone. So please don't even say, I, I didn't know who to ask. Ask your pastor. Ask your husband. Ask your wife. Ask your parents. I want to grow in this area. What should I do? Let's help each other. Let's support each other. Jesus grew. Jesus grew. So if Jesus grew, who are you not to grow? If Jesus grew intentionally, who are you to be complacent? If Jesus grew intentionally, who are you to say, ah, it's okay, I'm okay where I am. No, no, no. You need to grow. You need to progress. You need to advance. Very important. So lift up your voice and let us pray. Father, we pray to you. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.